We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, BlueWire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with BlueWire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, so there is no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out the odds, features, and even prop bets, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Horry. See what they had to say on what it will be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for your odds and up-to-date news on sports. Remember, use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about players opting out. We have key players on the COVID-19 list, and we're also going to give our thoughts and opinions on if we're going to have a season this year. All on episode 116 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 116 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys as usual, Pierre and Malcolm. 
How you guys doing on this very late recording and a very unusual day that we record on a Saturday night? You know, usually we were have plans on this day, but uh, we're recording a podcast. You know, how you guys doing? Woo! Pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. And um, before we get into this episode and I explain what we are doing, I do want to send all my thoughts and prayers to Jamie Samuelson and his family. That we heard some very sad news of the, the day of this recording, and you know, very shortly before we started recording that. He unfortunately passed away at age 48, and, you know, me, it, it hurt, you know, hurt me a lot, you know, listening to him essentially every morning, man, um, before school, you know, for the last three years, you know, since I've been driving, you know, just it hit different, man. Um, I, I can't even describe it into words, and I never had the opportunity to actually meet him in person, but, you know, just something that I can't even put into words and explain, it's crazy and it's so sad you know at 48 years old my thoughts and prayers to his family again but it's crazy man life's crazy and don't take it for granted yeah man yeah, man i mean that, that's that's tough man yeah we'll be praying for him and his family so um well on that note i mean there's not a really good note to really like go into a new segment but uh let's talk about the nfl you know the nfl has now set some protocols and um, some options for some players and coaches of how they are trying to run the season for 2020. And, you know, this is going to be an unusual year, obviously, with COVID-19 happening. And, you know, we've mentioned COVID-19, like, almost in every episode. But, like, we've never actually had a deep dive into it, like, how the NFL is going to plan to do things. And now we got a little bit, I guess we could say, more clarity of how they're going to run it. Because, I mean, you know, COVID-19 really struck back in March, late March. And... You know, the NFL just had a, a bunch of time, and we, we assumed with all that time that they're going to set up all these, you know, nice protocols, and we're going to have a season come September, you know? And I, I guess you could say we have a little more clarity, I, I somewhat. Um, let's talk about it. So, uh, Pierre, you know, you mentioned it. You're the one who found this report from Elber Breer. Um, what was the protocol set by the NFL uh, according to Elber Breer? Yeah, this was their proposals. Like, this is by day. So right now we're, like, in dates 5 to 6. That's the physical. Um, day 7 through 15, which is Monday, uh, strength and conditioning starts with a day off. Day 16, uh, practice starts. And then day 21, the first padded practice starts. So they're, like, slowly easing the guys in. Um, and they're also, like, testing during this as well. They're, like, they're they're testing during these days I just mentioned, too. Yeah, this this podcast is a very opinionated podcast where we like to express our opinions and, you know, obviously right. get you guys involved. So, you know, from what we've seen, you know, players opting out, players being placed on the COVID-19 list, which we'll get a little bit more into later on to this podcast. I'll start off with, I guess, Malcolm on this one. You know, what's your thoughts on where the NFL is going? Do you think this is a good direction? Are we going to have football in September on time? Are we going to have a full 16-game season? Like, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, I know it's a lot to wrap around, and there's so many protocols. And I mean, you obviously didn't read them all. I mean, no one, no <laughs> fan re read all the protocols. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's usual. But just from what you've seen and what you've heard and from players opting now and players being placed on COVID-19 lists, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, are you optimistic as you were maybe a couple months ago? Or where do you stand with this? It's tough, and I say that because um we had a lot of players opt out, and that just shows that they're not really too comfortable with the NFL's plans and how they you know handling this COVID nineteen situation. So it's it's tough, man. But um I'm still very optimistic because I haven't seen any leaders, team leaders, 
step in and say, this is not working. I'm going to opt out and explain, you know, why they're opting out and saying that, look, this is just not working. So until like a leader, like a quarterback, a starting quarterback opts out, then I'll be really, really, really worried about the NFL having a season. But until then, I think I think everything I think everything's okay. Even even with the the COVID nineteen list, you know, right now I think it's better having guys in there early than having it later on. So I'm okay with the COVID nineteen list. And as far as the guys opting out until like a big name, like I saw you know, CJ Mosley, like probably like is the biggest name that stands out as far as leader. But I need like a if a quarterback does it, then I'm gonna be like, oh shit, we might not have a season. Yeah. Um, you know, my thoughts on this, man, like it's changed so much from if you asked me this question maybe two, three weeks ago, like I was sold that the NFL could do this correctly, you know, just with all the time they had, you know, I mean, we knew COVID wasn't going anywhere, obviously, you know, we knew by the fall time it wasn't going to go anywhere and that it wasn't just going to magically disappear and we're going to have a normal season and have a normal year. Like, I mean, that was never in the plans. I mean, it just showed with the NFL draft, obviously, which I thought the NFL did a phenomenal job, which gave me a nice optimism that thinking that they could do this really well, that we're going to have a, a nice clean season. You know, the NFL is going to get this right. They did the draft so well in such short you know, notice. I thought they could get this right. But honestly, you know, standing on this day and, you know, there hasn't been that huge, huge start like Malcolm yet has mentioned that has opted out you know i mean there's still some time as at the time of this recording you know maybe there's someone that will do it but we don't know uh we're recording on saturday night so i mean we'll see what happens between that time but you know just seeing you know the protocols it, it just seems like the nfl is trying to do business as usual and that they think everything's just magically going to disappear and that they had all this time, but this time is kind of slowly going away. The season's close. I mean, the season's about a month away. If you guys think about it, we're, we're in August now. The season's a month away, which is crazy. It doesn't seem like it because, I mean, they haven't set anything that's different. Like, they, it's just business as usual. And I, I think what made me lose so much optimism is from watching Major League Baseball and seeing what happened in Miami. And... That's what happens. That's what seems to happen when there's not a bubble. You know, we're looking at the NBA right now. Phenomenal. They're doing a phenomenal job right now. Zero positive tests as they're in a bubble. The NHL, they're in their, what they like to call hub cities. It's the same thing as a bubble, but they did two bubble cities, I guess you could call it. And phenomenal as well. Zero positive tests. But now you look through, you know, leagues that didn't have a bubble like the MLB. I mean, now we're seeing as soon as Monday that they could close down the whole league. Cause, and it's not even been a, it's been a week. It's been a week of baseball. And baseball is not as much a contact sport as football. There's not as many guys as uh, baseball. and Or baseball doesn't have as many guys as football. And we're seeing how bad this is failing already. So football didn't really do much to give me optimism from what they're doing differently from baseball it just seems like kind of like the same story is going to happen come the fall for me right now like i hope i'm wrong obviously like i would sacrifice anything to watch the nfl not i wouldn't say anything but most things to just watch the nfl and i, w- I would sacrifice anything yeah it just it, it, it's crazy man I, I i lost so much optimism in like a week just from watching major league baseball seeing how bad they're kind of failing right now honestly and the nfl's not really do much different and I thought the NFL had so much time that they could do this. But 
I don't know. Uh, where do you stand with this pier? I'll say this. I'll say a couple of their protocols. Um, they, the Lions, like, they put, like, glass between, like, their locker rooms and they yeah, distance them. Up. They, like, expanded their lockers, kind of. Um, they're also, like, all the players, like, when they have practice, they can't all practice at the same time. They have to come in, like, half, like, let's say in the morning and half at night. Or maybe one at Allen Park, one at Fort Field. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they have, they're, they're going to do that, they said. And then the players also have, like, these wristband thingies. So when they're, like, go near a player, the wristband goes off, kind of. Just kind of, like, warning them, don't be too close. But what I don't understand is if you're in practice, right, like, you're going to tackle, you're going to, like, you know what I mean? You're going to come in contact with these guys. So while I get it, what they're doing inside of the prison, but what about practice? Like, how do you handle that? How do you handle if you have a guy, let's say, after practice? Or, like, you know how you get tested the day before and then your test comes out the next day? Let's say a guy is practicing, right? Then the next day he comes in, there's, like, you tested positive. Okay. So then you have to see who did he come in contact with. Now, yeah. that could, like, cause, like, maybe, like, five to ten guys. I don't know. We're just, like, saying hypothetical. Like, let's say five to ten guys get it. Okay, then who's going to play in a game? Or what, what do you do in that situation? That's my concern. And then also, like you said, bro, the NFL is like a billion-dollar organization, and they could have set up hubs. Hubs is like a bubble, but instead of like one place, because there's like 32 teams, maybe you have like a couple in the Middle West, a couple in the like on the West Coast, a couple like in small areas, you know, like eight, nine hubs for 32 teams to share. Yeah, I, I was thinking of something like even four hubs and four, four hubs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, restructure the schedules, kind of like what baseball did. And just make them, you know, all, I guess, if you look at the map, you know, games close to each other. I mean, it's not the same football, but we would still be getting the NFL, right? And I think that's right. what's important, obviously, at, at this point. Even if it is restructuring the schedule and, you know, it, even if it's we have to play the Baltimore Ravens or Pittsburgh Steelers twice a year. Like, shoot, who cares, man? We need football. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it I'm not optimistic, honestly. I, I, I just don't. I don't see a scenario where we get football in the fall, honestly. I really don't. I, I don't. I, it, I think it looks awful right now. Unless something drastic changes within these next couple weeks, I can't say I see football coming in the fall, at least on time. You know, maybe we see a delay or a shortened season. Maybe that. Or maybe the NFL does start on time, but it doesn't finish. I Like, I think it's just calling for an outbreak to happen. I don't think it's if an outbreak happens. It's when it's going to happen. And that's just what it seems like to me. I don't know. I hate thinking like this. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I hope you can guys quote me and say, God damn, Tyler, you're an idiot. You thought the football wasn't going to finish their season? You know, these protocols are great. But I can't say that. I can't say this on August 1st. I think they're awful, honestly. I think they're disgusting. And I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I think it's going to fail. I don't know. Like, like for real, like, let's say, like, a player had it in practice, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, he comes in contact with, like, 10 other guys. What do you do in that situation? Do you, like, have to forfeit a game? Do you, like, bring up 10 guys from the practice squad? <laughs> Like, I mean, like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess the way that they're looking at it now is that, you know, they're testing these guys for, what, 14 days straight? Something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Something like that, something like that. So, I mean, if you get cleared for 14 days straight, I mean, you're not going to have the virus if, for you know, pretty much for the first couple weeks of practice unless you get exposed afterwards in a different situation. So, for at least our first practice, if everybody clears, you know, that, that first 14 days of being tested. Right. Everybody's pretty much safe as far as um, practicing and being close in contact because at that point, nobody in the team has it. I mean, as of right now, we haven't heard any housing options. As of right now, they're going home. They're going home, and who knows what their wife, their girlfriend, fiance, kids saw. I mean, 
what do we know what they did in that day? Um, and it, it really takes one guy. It takes one guy to mess it up, to mess up this whole league. Yep. Like the Miami Marlins. They went to a nightclub. <laughs> Look what happened. They went why, to a nightclub why, why and weren't mature. Like, exactly. You know, I'm telling you, it takes one guy. One guy could shut down the whole league. With, and without, it could be on accident, too. Like, it could be, like, maybe someone in their household, maybe one of their buddies. Yeah. Like, or, or it could be intentional, going like going to a nightclub. Right, it could be intentional. The guys just had to be, like, I guess responsible okay maybe like now like maybe not go home maybe they should put them in team hotels that that's way they're monitoring saying. them I, I, yeah. they we, refused, we haven't heard uh, any of that and that's why i'm not optimistic yeah. on this we haven't heard any housing options as of right now it's business as usual you go to practice you get to go home like there's so many guys too it's like not even like baseball there's baseballs there's only 25 guys or 30 guys now in football we're talking about 53 plus guys plus practice right now it's guys. 80 to 90 some well, yeah, are training, eight, some are 90 can training yeah that, that's what i'm saying we're, we're, we're exposed to so many more people and it's just i don't know man i i am not optimistic one bit about it honestly it's just right I, well i'll say this i hope there's a season but i'm not as optimistic as i was i'm kind of kind of like just wait and see you know yeah. we'll see what happens you're, you're you're like the nfl you we're in the same position as the nfl they're waiting to see right now and that's awful because they're the owners of this you know organization and they're waiting to see more right now it's just i don't know man like i don't understand why they wouldn't do a bubble though or like hubs i, I don't get it is it because like maybe like ten thousand fans are going to be there they want that money i don't get it like do they care about more about money than player safety that's just an assumption i, I don't know why like like even the NFLPA, I'm calling them out for real. I think the NFLPA is weak, and I've, I don't know if I've said this on podcast, but... You haven't, but you've told us this. Like, I told you guys is they yeah. have to do a better job of taking care of their players. They really do. Mm-hmm. No, no disagreement, man. I mean, they, they agreed to a deal with no argument. No disagreement. We're doing this deal by the NFL. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at where that's gotten you. I don't like, know. I don't I mean, get why, like, the NFLPA leader, whoever it is, I, I don't really know their leaders and stuff, but whoever it is, why didn't they say, let's do what the NBA is doing? Hey, this is working in the NBA. They're testing every day. They got zero cases. And then if you leave, you have to, like, be quarantined for, like, I don't know how many days or whatever it is. Then they test you again. Why doesn't the NFL do that? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You know, I... I as far as the season starting, I could see it still starting on time. I just don't know how many games we get in and if we're going to actually finish this. Because, like I said, it takes one guy to mess this, all, this whole thing up. And I don't know, man. Let's just get into the next semester. It, it makes me sad just thinking about it, of how stupid the NFL handled this situation when they had so much time. It's just it – Yeah, sucked. they waited at the last minute, which was kind of embarrassing. They, they said they're like the owners and players are planning to have a deal in place. And it was like two weeks ago or a week ago. I don't even exactly. know. Exactly. And we had months. Like, you could have set this up after the NFL draft, or at least a month after the NFL draft. Kudos which, to the NBA, man. They canceled the league. They, they like, got their leadership. Yeah. And they, they, like, they decided to start a bubble in Orlando. Man, yeah. good for them. Now they're now they're playing, and there are actually some entertaining games going on. So yeah. Same with the NHL, man. Like, I know you guys are not as big into hockey as, like, basketball and football, but, you know, right. they're doing a phenomenal job as well. And even the MLS. Like, I don't watch soccer, but zero positive tests as well. They're doing a phenomenal job also playing in Orlando in a bubble. But Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'll never expect at the prices that you'll never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decors, and even cars. 
How it works? It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0, and it only goes up every cent every time you bid. The kicker is, the auction clocks and restarts after 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer, or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash.com is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up, on top of their other discounts. Just go to DealDash.com and use promo code Pride Podcasts or deal-dash.fm slash Pride Podcasts. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash Pride Podcasts. The Pride Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Alright everybody, story time. Let me tell you about the time I actually cut my balls. Now before I got myself a Manscaped 3.0, I attempted to groom myself, and I did it. try to do it with regular razors. And before I knew it, it happened. It was one of the worst feelings of my life. It felt like I got a paper cut on my balls. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, the Manscaped. Engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmers ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge somatic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to the Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. The water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light. They have also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your motor loud and proud. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code PRIDE podcast at manscaped.com again that's promo code p-r-i-d-e-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at manscaped.com your balls will thank you um i think on that note uh let's get into segment two um, so the speaking of that COVID nineteen list that we were talking a little bit about earlier, the Lions placed some you know key players on that COVID nineteen list as far as Matthew Stafford making that list as well. So Matthew Stafford, T.J. Hawkinson, wide receiver Kenny Galladay, Amani Oruoria, of guests we've had on the podcast, Justin Coleman, Isaac Nada, new punter from Auburn, Aaron Sipos, uh, safety out of Notre Dame, Jalen Elliott, all have been placed on COVID-19 list doesn't necessarily mean they have COVID-19 but they have either been exposed to COVID-19 or they've you know know someone that was they were close to has been exposed they got tested positive for COVID-19 so yeah so I'll start off with Peter on what's your thoughts on this alliance uh, placing you know some key crucial players on the COVID-19 list I'll say this like I don't want to say it's better to have but it's like okay I would it's better having them now on COVID than versus the season like, I'm not saying it's good they have COVID, but I'd rather have them have COVID now than during the season. Because, like, when you get COVID, your body forms antibodies, and the chances of you getting COVID again are low. You could get it, but they're, like, really low because your body has formed antibodies to fight off the virus. 
So that that's that's like a slight positive. I wouldn't necessarily call it a positive, but like yeah, I wouldn't call it a positive because it'd be better if they just didn't get it at all. Obviously. Exactly. But like I'm saying, I like if you had to tell me, would you rather have him have COVID now or during the season? I'd rather have have him get it now. That's just if you told me that question. Yeah. But you look at Stafford, bro, and then you think about he has a, he has a newborn, right? He has three kids, four kids, and his wife Kelly had brain surgery like last year or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Will he play? I mean, I hope he plays. I think he'll play. But if he doesn't play, like, I respect that decision, and I, I completely understand it. Then you look at the other list, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson. Those are, these guys are all, like, key players. I mean, even Elliott, like, right now with J. Ron Curse suspended, we'll get back to that later, but Elliott might have a chance to, like, make the team, you know? He just mm-hmm. has to impress. Like, all these guys right now are in important compositions or really important players for us. So hopefully they all heal well and, like, hope, just hope they heal, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hindsight, most likely, probably, I like to say even 99%, that these guys will probably be okay in a couple of weeks, and they'll be able to go, Hopefully. most likely. I mean, it's not 100% guarantee, which is the scary thing, but most likely, you know, they should probably be good to go before the season starts, I would like to assume, but, like, that's not a guarantee. Like, I wouldn't be, I guess, shocked if... You told me one of these guys are not ready to go week one, especially seeing, you know, some young guys in Major League Baseball. Like, you know, people say, like, yeah, if you're young, yeah, you'll be OK, whatever, in a couple you know, a couple weeks or whatever. And it just affects old people. I mean, I've seen guys in baseball, guys like you guys don't know who he is. But if you guys watch baseball, Eduardo Rodriguez, a 27 year old pitcher from the Red Sox, he is now out for the year from COVID-19 because yeah. he has serious heart issues. So 27, young, athletic. And he's now out for the rest of the season because of COVID-19. So it's not a guarantee. Uh, you probably have a nice chance to make it out, you know, being fine. But it's definitely not a guarantee. But, yeah, I mean, as much as thoughts do it. I mean, I don't know how much thoughts it got to it. <laughs> like, I don't think, you know, these guys opt out because of it. You know, because we're talking about a bunch of guys right now either on rookie deals besides Stafford or guys, you know, fighting for a roster spot. You know, guys like Hogginson's on a rookie deal. Uh, Galladay's still on his rookie deal trying to get his new contract. Right. I mean, everyone's on a rookie deal uh, on that on that list besides for Justin Coleman and Matt Stafford. So as much as thoughts to it, I think, you know, they're just going to heal up as quickly as they can. And when they're ready to go, they're ready to go. I think they'll be ready for the season if there is a season. I do want to say one thing. We didn't mention it. Like, so according to Tom Palacero, Stafford is asymptomatic right now, which means he's not showing any symptoms, which is good news. Yeah. And then uh, Aaron Sipas was also asymptomatic. So the hope is, like, if they test negative twice within the next 24 hours, they could be back soon. So Is it is it me, or did I read this incorrectly? Is it three now they have to test negative three times? Maybe I said it wrong. It's two or three times. I'm, I forgot the exact number. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it was originally two, but I think they just recently changed it with the new protocols. Now that you have to test negative three times. Either way, like if they test negative within the next 24 hours because they race into mad, they could come back. So let's hope that's the case. That's the case with those guys, and hope like the other guys also nothing's wrong with them. Hope they recover quickly. So 100. percent Yeah. What about you? what about you, Malcolm? I mean, I was just about to mention, you know, Stafford being asymptomatic, but um, yeah, man. I mean, like like Pierre said, it is you rather them have it now, get it out the way, than have it something like this later in the season and i know you said it's best to not have it at all but i mean it, it happens so if, if it were to happen 
this is where you'd want it to happen. You know, right, right, I, right, I, right I, in the beginning. Yeah, you know, I, get it out yeah. the way. You don't want it then, week 15 in the playoffs. You don't, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to have it week 15, 16, and then like you know you need that quarterback, and then guess what? He has COVID. Then now he's out for two weeks, and then now what do you do? You know, so it's, it's definitely better to have it now. Now, as far as Stafford opting out, you know, people say it's a possibility. It, it could happen. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Stafford yeah. just he's just that that guy that doesn't. He takes so much pride of playing football that I don't see him going out unless somebody makes him go out. Like they would literally have to say, like, look, Stafford, this is not best for your health to play. You know, you can't go out there. Eh, not even I, that. He'll, he'll play through that too. You actually it, cannot it, play. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I don't see. And 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 Kelly's the same way. Like their family, they're such a strong family, and they're they're tough. Even even Kelly, t- Kelly's tough as nails as well. You've seen her videos of boxing nine months pregnant. Like Kelly, I, I look at Kelly and see Kelly like looking at Stafford and say, "Yo, you're not you're not missing the season. Like you're you're gonna go out there and play." Like I can see her being that type of person. So I don't see Stafford opting out at all. I just don't see it. Now if he does opt out, I'll be shocked as hell. I'll be very disappointed. Not at his decision, but I'll be disappointed because I'm like, "Oh shit!" And there goes our season, you know. But like like Pierre said, I, I, you know, I understand it, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I guess. I mean, you can't yeah. really. You know, you control what you can control. You know, you can't control that, obviously. You know, you just got to quarantine at this time and, you know, just right. do what you got to do. All right. Uh, for our third and final segment, this is kind of getting off the COVID-19 stuff, but talking about some Lions transactions, it was that uh, the the league has suspended safety Jerron Curse on for three games and that he'll be eligible to return after the Arizona Cardinals game. That's if there's no restrictions to the schedule and that is the initial schedule that we saw back in April. So uh, Jerron Curse is suspended for three games, kind of expected. You know, we saw this when they signed him. You know, they there was reports of him, something with the gun charges. I don't know the exact story to it. I don't uh, really get into the I have it right since. here. Oh, do you have it? Okay. It wasn't gun charge. He was arrested for a DUI last October. So it was oh. a DUI from last October, yeah, so. Did he have a gun on him? Uh, nothing about the gun here. It's just like the league is strict against like uh, DUIs. It's like three games, the first offense, and I forgot the second and third. Who the hell t- I think it was Matt Collar when we had him back on. I think he said something with the gun, and I think I just had that stuck in my head. <laughs> well, if I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to assume what he did. So he's suspended right. for three games, and, you know, it's a loss. You know, he was brought in to be kind of almost – Tavon Wilson's replacement, I think, is a fair, maybe, maybe not as big of a role, but, you know, have a solid role in this defense, especially on the special teams, you know, I thought he had a very good shot at making this team, I thought he was going to make the team, and I thought he was going to be a, a pretty, you know, pretty nice piece on this defense, honestly, yeah. you know, low-key, you know, one of those under-radar signings, so, with him being suspended for the first three games, do you guys think that puts any jeopardy of him, you know, making the team now, um, what it does to, you know, what happens now, like, who goes in the spot, you know, do we have someone on the roster? Do we have to sign someone? Is Tavon Wilson going to be re-signed? Like, what do you guys think of that? I'll, stand, I'll go to Malcolm. Man, um, I, I really like our, our depth in, in the safety position. I, I did have J-Ron making the roster originally. Now, if, like, a C.J. Moore, you know, Killebrew comes out and they play really, really, really well, then you might, you know, his job could be at Jeopardy. But it all depends on how he shows up in in, in practice. He, yeah. He's a lot of practice, so it's all all depending on how he shows up in practice. Now he has to be clear cut better than these guys. Yeah. If he's not, yeah, his job could definitely be in jeopardy. 
I don't really think he'll job be in jeopardy because like Matt Patricia said the other day, uh, the team knew that this would could be coming. Like they knew a suspension could be coming. Yeah. Um, I think they liked him that much. And then he's he's also like a dog on special teams. And then on defense, bro, he could cover something. The Lions really struggled with last year when they had injuries and they just struggled getting off the field on third down and stuff. They had a rush three. They double teamed guys. It was just a disaster. So other guys that could step up, Will Harris. I mean, we saw a little improvement towards the end of year last year. Malcolm mentioned C.J. Moore and Killebrew. And then three other guys, undrafted guys, um, Jalen Elliott, Jeremiah Denson, and Bobby Price. Those guys, like, they brung them in. Obviously, they like them. So maybe one of those three guys could surprise in training camp. You never know, because last year, C.J. Moore surprised. Maybe one of those guys could surprise this year. Yeah. You know, I, I expected this, honestly. You know, I kind of forgot about the situation a little bit, honestly, because it was so long ago. But yeah. I, I remember when we signed him, you know, there was some type of charge, you know, and that I think it was Pelissero because, you know, he he covers a lot of the Vikings from him being from Minnesota. I believe he said that a suspension probably would happen come closer to the season. And, you know, I, I think this was expected. And like you mentioned, I think Patricia kind of expected it and the team in general expected it. And I think they like him enough where they took the chance on him that, you know, he's going to be a good enough player when he's back. You know, we could really use him on this roster. So, and, and kind of like what Malcolm said, you know, he has to be the clear-cut better player, obviously, in, you know, the practices. I, I think he will be. I think he is. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, he will I, be too. I think he is the clear-cut better player. I mean, if we're just going from experiences, what we've seen so far from as far as preseason games and regular season, regular season games, I think he's the clear-cut, you know, best guy for the job for that, that box role hybrid you know safety role so um i think he will you know be yeah. impressive enough to win that job but you know if he isn't and a guy like you know miles killebrew or jalen elliott or one of those guys uh peter mentioned like jeremiah dinson or something like that really do impress then you know maybe he is his job's in jeopardy but that that'd take a lot i think it would take a lot to to kick him out the doors and you know find a replacement so you know it sucks but it was expected i know yeah. um so it is what it is, you know, and you just got to hope that, you know, they could hold down the fort for the, the three weeks that will be gone and that, you know, we can, uh, you know, cover guys at a high enough level because, you know, when's the last time we've had a nice hybrid guy that could cover really well? I, I <laughs> Who is it? I, I can't even think of the last guy. Yandre Levy? Was he hybrid, though? He wasn't hybrid. No, he, like was a, he, was just a, he was just a linebacker. That's I mean, saying. Walker could cover, but Walker's still young, though. Like Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we, we, we definitely have the death. Yeah, dumbest. Yeah, you know, he was really good in coverage. Yeah, that was back in 2015. But he just wasn't wasn't healthy. And he wouldn't tackle the, like, his tackling for him sometimes was a little iffy. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I think we definitely have the death to to manage the three games without him. Right. I don't think we have to. I don't think we definitely don't need to bring anybody else in. I, I think we have the, the death to, to, to survive those three games without him. I yeah, I agree. Um. So, like, a final, it's not really breaking news, but the Lions just signed a defensive tackle, Jashan Cornell. I hope I said his name right. I think it's Jason um, Cornell. What? Jason. Okay. My bad. Uh, so, <laughs> so, all the draft picks are now signed. Um, that's good Woo. news. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I think that is a wrap to this episode of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. A little negative podcast, not going to lie. Um you know, I wish I could be more optimistic, but I'm just not. I, I hope that could change, and I hope like you guys could call me an idiot. I really hope you guys can. I, I'll be I the first one. Please, 
please be. <laughs> I, I, I hope you are. I hope you are in my, you know, texting me the morning of. See, see, Tyler, you're an idiot. Or you could tweet at me. <laughs> you even went on Twitter the other day, called me Goopa from Mario. <laughs> because you're because you're a new picture, man. I'm telling you, you gotta change it. It's a nice picture. <laughs> really. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode again. And I'm Tyler, and I'm out. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. All right, everybody, it's your boy Malcolm. Have a good one. Peace out. Peace.